you are listening to Pharmacy IT and Me, your informatics pharmacist podcast. Welcome to another episode of Pharmacy IT and Me. And as with every episode, we start off this one stating that the intended audience is everybody. So today we'll be speaking with our special guest, pharmacist Andrea Patterson, on what her role is in the pharmacy technology informatics world. And uh, thank you so much uh, for taking some time to be on the podcast, Andrea. How are you doing today? Great. Thank you, Tony, for having me. I'm really excited to be on here and to talk a little bit about what I'm doing and to share my uh, unique experiences with everyone. Yeah, so just for the listeners, I guess the first thing I should say is is that you are based in Canada. So can you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Sure, yeah. So yeah, I'm uh, from Vancouver, uh, BC, born and bred Vancouverite, so a little bit uh, boring in terms of that respect. But I definitely have always wanted to work in healthcare. I recently came across one of those in 10 years I want to be things that I'd done in elementary school. And I had written, if I wasn't a professional soccer player, I had hoped to be an orthodontist. And I'm kind of glad I'm not an orthodontist, but I definitely found my way into healthcare. So I graduated from pharmacy school here at the University of British Columbia. And uh, that was, I guess, about four years ago in 2014. And in pharmacy school, I met a couple of mentors uh, who were really pioneering clinical pharmacy practice in Vancouver, which was kind of rare at that time. So I decided to go into a community pharmacy residency after graduating from pharmacy. And through that, I got to meet and work with Genexus Healthcare Systems through one of my uh, program coordinators. And so that connection that I made uh, during residency was really key in kind of leading me to where I am now. And so, yeah, I think my definitely my route in pharmacy is a little bit unconventional and, and I didn't really have anyone to talk to in terms of how to get here because I didn't really know many people who were doing anything different than dispensary pharmacy or hospital pharmacy. So I'm really happy to share my story and, and hope that it inspires others to get into similar fields. Awesome. Awesome. So so what's your current role today? So yeah, my current role is actually uh, in a couple different areas. So I work as a clinical pharmacist in a primary care clinic in the community. I also guest lecture occasionally uh, at UBC a couple times a year. But where I spend most of my time is uh, working for Genexus Healthcare Systems as the team lead for uh, the pharmacogenetic algorithm development team. And what we do is we build the algorithms that power our precision prescribing software. And so that software, I think, is really cool. And that's where it fits into, I think, what you talk a lot about on your podcast in terms of pharmacy informatics and technology, because we're trying to build software that integrates all of the different types of clinical information you could use when prescribing or checking to make sure a prescription is safe. So it involves looking at current conditions for patients, other medications they're on, uh, their kidney and liver function, and also incorporates pharmacogenetics. So our company also does some pharmacogenetic testing. So we try and take a lot of data and distill that down into basically trying to get the safest and most effective medications for patients. Awesome. So um, a lot of that is very specialized into, you know, pharmacogenomics. And I'm wondering, like, what kind of skills were you able to learn in your residency program that kind of prepared you for what you're doing today? Yeah, so I think one of the biggest things is learning that that one size fits all uh, prescription model that we have traditionally uh, doesn't always work. And we know that adverse drug reactions are very common. Talking to patient, patients who take medications for the first time, many of them can't tolerate them. Many don't get the benefit they were expecting. And up to 50% of medications really aren't effective for patients. 
So I think learning that really made me interested in, in digging deeper and trying to figure out how can we be better at predicting which medications will be safest for people. And so I had a lot of great mentors and rotations during residency that were able to kind of give me insight on this. But really, none of them actually were working in pharmacogenetics at the time. So I was really looking back at what I learned in school. It's pretty basic. And so I think actually a lot of the pharmacogenetics knowledge I have has just been learning kind of on the job since I've been working for Genexus. And I think in terms of taking all of the other pieces of data in combination with pharmacogenetics, that's, that's really difficult to do. And we know that when you're in clinical practice, it's really hard to wrap your head around all of the different pieces that people need to consider when prescribing. And especially, you know, patients now, they have wearables, they're bringing you all their blood pressure readings. There's so much data out there that I was experiencing that people were bringing me and wanting me to look at and wanting me to use to give them advice. So I think really during residency, it wasn't so much learning about uh, pharmacogenetics and how data can help but really realizing that it was a problem and that there wasn't a great solution out there. Awesome. So so for your day-to-day, is it ever like, is there like a set day-to-day or do you have like a lot of different things going on at Genexus? So yeah, there, there are a lot of different things going on. We kind of have three main teams here. So we have the pharmacogenetic algorithm team. And so that team is comprised of a number of different healthcare providers. So we've actually got quite a few more pharmacists now than we used to, which is a really exciting. And we also have physicians and then geneticists involved in it as well. So there's us working on kind of the the algorithms that power that software. And so that involves a ton of research. And I think one of the things we realized really quickly, because we are a startup company, and so we've been growing and learning over the past few years, one of the things we realized is it's really, really hard to create something that takes all of these different pieces of information into account because it gets very complex very quickly. And so what we've been really lucky with lately is we've been able to grow our software development and IT department. And so they're looking for more solutions for us um, and working on those to make it easier <laughs> to create these algorithms and to power the software. And then we also have our lab team, which does the pharmacogenetic research and develops the different tests that we uh, currently do or provide. So I think my role is really basically in the in the day-to-day is coordinating between the different teams and also working with my team on the different algorithms, which are mostly primary care-based. And then in terms of kind of day-to-day schedule, the one thing I really like about our, our company is we have a company meeting every morning, so everyone knows what's going on uh, with each different part of the company and the different projects that we're working on and, and working towards our vision, which is quite lofty, but everyone really has gotten behind it. And that's kind of powering every prescription globally with our precision prescribing software, which is no small feat, to say the least. And then, yeah, I think every day looks a little bit different. Sometimes we're doing research. Sometimes we're creating educational materials for pharmacogenetics and precision prescribing, giving educational webinars, workshops. So that's one of the things I love about my job is that it's just so varied on the day-to-day. And some of it is very technical, some of it's very clinical, and some of it's educational. So I, I really like that mix. Wow, that's really cool. And it sounds like you got a really robust team. So yeah, so from my understanding, I think you said there's lab, there's also pharmacists, software developers, and then there's pharmacogenomic uh, or pharmacogenetic algorithm developers. So I guess for pharmacists specifically, what different types of roles do the pharmacists play in your team? And then how does like, you know, health informatics concepts like, um, you know, getting the patient more engaged in their health or even using uh, data analytics, how do they play into it? So I think 
the pharmacists that we have come from really diverse backgrounds, which is really great. And actually, we've been really lucky to have some pharmacists join our team who have backgrounds in kind of software development and also data analysis and, and AI, which I think we're not quite there yet with our software. But I think in the future, it would be great to be able to get feedback in terms of patient outcomes and use that to further personalize our recommendations in terms of medication therapy for patients. And so, yeah, the pharmacists are mostly involved in the algorithm development team. And so I think really the role of the pharmacist can really bring the clinical perspective into it because I think when you're looking at pharmacogenetics and, and other clinical factors like changes in kidney function and liver function, it can be really easy to just give general statements like this patient might be at increased risk of this or they might have lower serum levels of this drug due to this. But I think what we're really trying to keep in mind is we want this to be clinically useful and clinically relevant. And so what we're trying to do is translate all the information we have into actionable recommendations. So not just saying this patient might be at increased risk of this, but what should they actually do? Should we be switching to another medication? Should we be doing a higher dose or a lower dose? So I think the the pharmacist insight in terms of, you know, is this something we can actually use in practice is is really important. So I think they play a big role in in terms of developing uh, which directions we're going to go in in the software. And then also in terms of patient engagement, what we found is patients are actually some of the earlier adopters of the software. And so we do develop the software for patients to use. So we have patient-friendly language in their, in their version, but it's essentially the same thing that providers see. So you can really involve patients in their care in terms of determining, you know, this is where you're at right now. And, and these could be some of the recommendations or potential medications that you could move to in the future. And that's all adjusted for pharmacogenetics and their kidney function, uh, drug-drug interactions, their current conditions, and a whole host of other factors that we're able to incorporate into the software. And I think for data analytics, like definitely in the future, as I said, we're hoping to develop more of an outcomes tool. So we're able to take the outcomes that a certain patient has had and look at that combination of their genetics and other um, current conditions, medications they're on, and say for people like this, this has worked in the past. Or for people like this, they're more likely to have an adverse reaction to this drug and be able to kind of roll that back into the software to make it smarter and to really incorporate that artificial intelligence in there. And we're not quite there yet. But I think I think we're working in that direction, and and that's definitely the future. Wow, yeah, that that sounds really promising. And I guess I'm also wondering if there's any interesting like other projects that you guys are currently working on that you can discuss, or and maybe any interesting projects in the past that you've already implemented. Mm-hmm. Well, we reached a really exciting milestone last month in that we launched our software application in the U.S., which up until recently has just been available in Canada. So that was a really cool learning experience for our team because I don't think we realized quite sometimes how different the prescribing monographs for different drugs can be between Canada and the U.S. And so I think it was a great proof of concept for us in order to be able to expand into other countries around the world and really kind of reach our our goal of powering prescriptions globally and to really help address issues with adverse drug reactions and ineffective prescribing, which is not just, you know, a a North American problem, it's a problem all over. And so I think by implementing tools that can really help use all of the data available to us for patient-specific prescribing, I think it's really cool to be able to think that that could go uh, worldwide. So that that was a really big uh, step for us. 
We're also working on kind of return of investment calculators for employee health programs. So looking at this might be, you know, really nice and kind of how we should ideally be prescribing, but does it really make sense economically? And does this really save healthcare dollars? And I think if we look at, you know, adverse drug reactions as potentially the fifth leading cause of death, it's been estimated in a few studies to be. I think if we can reduce that, we can really save a lot of healthcare dollars. And also for people who are struggling with trying to get on the right medications for mental health, this can really improve outcomes for them. So I think that's really exciting. Other projects, let's see. I think one thing that myself as a pharmacist and our team is really excited about is working on deprescribing as well, because not only is trying to get people on the right medication important, but also making sure they're not on unnecessary medications. And I think as our population is aging, we're getting a lot more polypharmacy. So there's lots of patients who are just kept on medications, as we all know, for for not really relevant reasons anymore. So maybe they were on a proton pump inhibitor previously because of a high-risk medication they were on. Now they're not on that medication, but the proton pump inhibitor is still there. So what we're trying to do with our software currently is not just say for a, a given condition, you know, start this medication or add this medication. We're trying to say, okay, you should probably cross taper these medications from your current one to this new one if it's currently not working. So we're, we're doing that with the software currently, but with hopefully a new module, we'll be able to actually target medications that people are taking that may no longer be necessary and maybe putting them at risk of adverse uh, drug effects. So I think from a pharmacy perspective, I'm, I'm most excited about that one. Yeah, that, that sounds really cool. So for, with your experience in getting into, you know, being at Genexus and doing the algorithm the developments for pharmacogenetics and also having a little bit of the, the software development team, like being part of your team too, I guess for students or maybe those who are currently practicing pharmacists in a different setting, kind of want to get into a setting similar to you. Do you have any kind of like advice you would like to give them? Yeah, I think, I mean, I never really predicted that I would be working for like a software startup company. But I think I've been really fortunate in my opportunities as a student and also as a pharmacist. And a lot of my opportunities have come through professional connections. So as much as I hate networking, I think uh, networking is really important. So as a student and as a professional, so really trying to expand out of your own personal and professional circle and look at what other people are doing in non-traditional roles and, and reaching out to them and asking, you know, about how they got to that role. You know, LinkedIn, I think, is a great way to connect with people for that. I often do guest lectures for pharmacy students, and I've had pharmacy students contact me afterwards to ask me more information about kind of what I do and how I got to that place. So I think if you're a pharmacy student and you're interested in, in some of these different career paths, I think following up with guest lectures and other people who might teach in the programs uh, can be really valuable and can give a lot of insight into potential paths that people can take. And I think just, you know, being open to non-traditional roles. I think a lot of us, uh, when we get into pharmacy, we just imagine that there's kind of one or two main career paths. But I think, you know, in listening to podcasts like this and going to networking events and working with people, you know, on projects and uh, research, I think that's such a great way to really expand uh, your horizons and know kind of all the different things that are out there and that are possible, but also to make your own opportunities. So if you see something really cool that's happening and you think that, you know, that could be something interesting from a pharmacy perspective, or you're not sure maybe they don't have a pharmacist involved yet, I think you could reach out and, and just, you know, talk about potential opportunities uh, and directions for involvement and and I think, you know, that can never hurt. 
I mean, you might be shot down, but at least you've tried and at least you've put that on their horizon and on their kind of in their vision. So, so there's possibilities that could come from that. Thank you for that advice. And speaking about reaching out to people, is there a way that if students or uh, other podcast listeners wanted to reach out to you, ask you more questions, is there a way that they can reach out to you or even, uh, or maybe a way to find out more about Genexus? Sure. Yeah, definitely. So they can reach out to me on LinkedIn. So I can probably send you the link for that. Our website, genexus.com, so G-E-N-X-Y-S.com, has a lot of information about our current projects, has lots of educational resources. We we run educational webinars regularly. So there's a ton of information on there about precision prescribing as well as about pharmacogenetics. So that's a great resource if people are interested in learning more. Awesome. So I'll be putting uh, the links to your contact and for Genexus in the show notes for anyone who is interested in reaching out. To be respectful of your time, I'd like to thank you again for taking some time out of your busy day to be on the show. Great. Thank you so much for having me, Tony. Of course. All right. If you guys like this episode, you can subscribe and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or any of your other favorite podcasting services. And you can also follow us on social media on Twitter or Facebook at Pharmacy ITME or Instagram at Pharmacy Informatics. You can also send me an email through Tony at PharmacyITME.com. And thank you again for listening. I'll see you on the next episode of Pharmacy IT and Me. And remember, technology is the tool. Patient care is the goal.